Lord's Day 52 of the Heidelberg Catechism. Lord's Day 50 of the Heidelberg Catechism, page 562, the Book of Praise. And the Church confesses, what is the fourth petition? Give us this day our daily bread. That is, provide us with all our bodily needs, so that we may acknowledge that you are the only fountain of all good, and that our care and labor, and also your gifts, cannot do us any good without your blessing. Grant, therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it only in you. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I don't know about you, but my digital and my physical mailboxes are full of advertisements guaranteeing me the biggest savings of the year on, on everything from toilet cleaning to brand new cars. And it doesn't seem to end. Black Friday and then Cyber Monday, and I expect pretty soon, right, maybe this week, Christmas, and everybody's telling me what I need to buy. And it's a powerful force, the power of, of advertising, bolstered by the pressure from our peers who bought these very things, is very strong. And soon we, we want to get those things for ourselves. And today as we consider how the spirit within us teaches us to ask God each day for our daily bread, we can think about how that desire compares with the spirit of the advertisers in us that makes us desire our own phone, a new pair of the best sports shoes, new appliances, or an expensive car. You can fill in the blank. I don't know what you all want. The question is, is our desire for, for these things the same as our desire to have daily bread as our Lord Jesus taught us to pray? The Bible is very clear that God made us with, with physical bodies and these bodies have needs and they have desires. It's a part of being a human. And Christians do not reject the material world and we are eager to be wise stewards of physical things, the resources that we have. And that includes finding the best deal on the things that we need. The problem only arises when we separate the material world from its creator. And we never set our sights beyond our own personal comforts. This is called materialism. And it breeds consumerism and actually oppression and greed, feelings of self-entitlement that go beyond the promises of God. And since it can get very confusing for us, we thank the Lord for his son, Jesus Christ, and what he taught us about praying. He taught us what he desired for himself with respect to his bodily needs, and, and we can now imitate Christ's righteousness. In the fourth petition, we learn what God makes us want to desire for our human bodies, our bodily needs. 
And I preach to you the gospel that the spirit of Christ within us makes us desire our daily bread. And we pray, thankful, that God has redeemed our bodies in the first place. In the second place, that God is glorified by our bodies or with our bodies. And in the third place, God provides us with our bodily needs. And the spirit of Christ within us makes us pray, give us this day our daily bread. We pray those words as believers. Believers who have already been redeemed in our body and in our soul. We don't need our physical bodies to save ourselves by doing something because the work has already been done for us by Jesus Christ. We don't need to be healthy and mobile to be saved. And so we always start our prayer by, by remembering and by being thankful that God has already redeemed our bodies and our souls. And in saving us, body and soul, the Lord revealed that our bodies and souls, in whatever shape they may be in, they have an important place in our eternal fellowship with him in heaven. That's what it's in our minds when we pray the fourth petition. God could have reached down and just taken some purified spirits to float around with him in heaven, but this would have only been a half salvation of a part of the living beings that he formed perfectly to glorify him. A half salvation and a half-hearted response of just a part of our beings does not fit with the perfect plan of God. He made us body, soul, and spirit. And he wants to receive eternal praise from bodies, souls, and spirits. And so he redeemed us body, soul, and spirit. We, we look at our Lord Jesus Christ who, who emptied himself of the glory he had with the Father in order to take on human flesh just so that he could redeem us completely, including our bodies, in order to fulfill the eternal, wise plan of our Father in heaven. We read in 1 Peter 2, verse 24, that our Lord Jesus offered his body to be hung on the cross in order to pay for the sins done in the body. And so when we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe that our body, and our soul and our spirit are, are already redeemed from sin. We're set free to worship God with every part of our being. That's the starting part, point of our, our prayer, the fourth petition. Give us this day our daily bread. We see our, our, human, our human bodies are made to praise and worship God. Our Lord Jesus Christ shows that he was perfect in his human body as well. And, and that's what we were created to do. After his bodily resurrection, Jesus Christ's body rose from the dead. In his human flesh that could be touched, and embraced, our Lord Jesus praised God. 
He enjoyed fellowship. He ate, he drank, and then that body went into heaven. Jesus Christ, the true and eternal God, in his human body, in heaven, for all eternity, promises that our bodies, our souls, our minds and spirits, they will be with him there in glory forever. We read that in Philippians 3, verse 21. And to ensure and to guarantee this, God himself came down at Pentecost in the Holy Spirit to dwell within our redeemed bodies, souls, and spirits. We are made aware of how human weakness affects our service to God, and so we praise him for his redemption, and that his redemption includes the Holy Spirit who dwells within us so that we can have our desire to remain as instruments in God's hands here on the earth. The, the display text that was shown on the wall as you were walking in today, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, says, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, our redeemed and saved bodies. God cares about our bodies, the use of our bodies. And if God cares, then his spirit within us makes us want to care too. And so we pray the fourth petition, thankful that our bodies, souls, and spirits will spend eternity in the glory of heaven. We pray thankful for the resurrection of the body, for the new life that we may already experience today. There are so many ways to praise the Lord in our bodies. And so we ask our Father in heaven, please give us this day our daily bread. The desires of Christians who pray the fourth petition, it's at a whole new and more profound level than any of the desires that the money-hungry advertisers are trying to embed in your minds through the crammed mailboxes of catalogs and best deals of the year. You see, we are thinking of our bodies, our, our bodily needs, our, our, our lives, our physical lives, that Jesus Christ has redeemed from everlasting condemnation so that they can be used to glorify God in eternity. That's, that's what we think about when we look down to our needs, to our bodily needs. They are saying, and now it looks very silly when we compare it, but they are saying we need to have the prestige of owning the newest products or the largest number of options in our lives or as many comforts as our credit cards will allow. All the while, God's spirit within us thanks the Lord that he has redeemed our, our sin-laden, battered, and worn bodies. We're praying, Lord, may we be worthy temples of the Holy Spirit who is guiding us as believers to glorify him eternally. Oh Lord, we pray we want to be unique, quality instruments that you made to glorify 
your name. Instruments that are useful in your kingdom. Give our redeemed temples of the Holy Spirit what they need to glorify you. That's the second point when we pray. We're, we're thankful that our bodies can glorify God. God is glorified by our bodies. When we pray the words that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray, we are thankful that God cares about our physical well-being and that he can be glorified by our bodies, by, by our physical bodies. Although many religions in the world are trying to escape the limits, and the desires of human flesh, the followers of Jesus Christ look to him and know that God is glorified by our body. Our hands can glorify God. Our, the things we do can glorify God. Even after the fall into sin and knowing that our bodies would begin to deteriorate and degenerate from age and from illness and from injury, the Lord God still showed us that we are able to glorify him with the work of our hands, the relationships with our families, our worship on the day of rest. How much more now that Christ has redeemed our bodies, the Holy Spirit dwells within us, how much more now can we glorify God in all these very practical, down-to-earth ways? Just being alive, just being alive as, as a son, or as a daughter, or as a parent, or a husband, or a wife, or a neighbor, or a citizen, just being alive, that already brings glory to God. And then from this point, every living being that God has made, from the moment of conception until the day of their death, is able to glorify God in different ways, with their bodies, their souls, and their minds. As every person has a different body, and every body is able to glorify God. And so we pray the fourth petition focused on that calling, on glorifying God with our bodies. And not because we want to glorify our body. And so we're not praying for perfect bodies. We're not praying and, and desiring that all our bodily needs are perfectly met so that we never have any discomfort or anything, any limitation in anything we do. But we desire that the body that we have today, however young or healthy or shapely it may be, that that body may be a useful instrument in God's hands for his glory. We don't despise the body but we don't worship it either, as if our only goal in life is to be healthy and energetic. We don't need to despair when we experience deterioration, because life, our Lord Jesus said, is more than food and the body more than clothing. And we can glorify God each day with the body, our soul, and our mind, in which God is dwelling by his spirit. And then we look at the words that our Lord Jesus taught in Matthew 6, verse 11. He's taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. The past 
is gone and cannot be changed. The future depends on today. If I don't know Jesus as Savior, if you are spending a lot of time worrying about what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear, today, this day, is the day to repent, to believe in Jesus Christ, and so save your body and your soul and your spirit from, a, from an end that is much worse than insurmountable bills. For those who know Jesus Christ as Savior, as Redeemer of the body, today, this day, is also very important because today we are on a mission to glorify God and, and today is one step on the way. And every day, every today is important. We know that everything is in God's control so we don't have to worry about tomorrow, says our Lord Jesus in Matthew 6, verse 34. But we also know that if we want to fulfill our mission, God has to help us today. Although we long for the day when we will all have perfect health and glorified bodies so that we can praise God unhindered by the effects of the fall and sin, until that day, each day, we pray that God will give us our bodily needs for that day, for this day. And the Lord Jesus revealed his desire for what is needful for the body when he taught us to pray for our daily bread. First, today, give us today, and now our daily bread. Thankful that we are able to use bodies to glorify God. We, we pray for what is needful for this day. We're praying for what is needful to sustain our bodies, to have freedom to serve God with the bodies that he gave us, we have to use today. The Spirit makes his dwelling place desire to have proper nourishment, to have sufficient clothing and shelter, a healthy balance of activities, quietness of spirit even in stressful times. Whatever else we may need to be in an ideal running condition. May my body that I have today be able to carry out its task, give, give it an ideal conditions. And that prayer for daily bread, it helps us to find the, the balance between asceticism, when you, when you deprive yourself of any type of thing you imagine to be a pleasure, and gluttony, when you indulge and you have no self-control. The prayer for daily bread is, is right between that. It's between self-inflicted pain and undisciplined, harmful lack of self-control. It's between body hating and body worship. We want daily food, our bodily needs for this day. And when we focus our purpose on our purpose to glorify God with our bodies, if, if we're praying with, with that in mind, then the words of Agur that we read in Proverbs 30 capture it perfectly. Give me neither poverty nor riches, 
Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Well, what a blessing it is that we can pray this petition certain, thankful, that God will provide us with our bodily needs. In your confession, as it's found in Lord's Day 50, that's our confession, it's what we believe to be true, we recognize that when we pray the fourth petition, we can be thankful that our Father in Heaven is the only fountain of all good. We may acknowledge that you are the only fountain of all good. And there's some Bible texts that emphasize that point in the footnote. And when the Spirit of Christ is within us, not only does he show us that we cannot depend on any creatures for our bodily needs, we're not, we're not ultimately dependent on, on doctors or, or government or our own bosses, employers, but he also makes us recognize that only God can turn our care, our labor, and his gifts into a good thing for our lives. The good news of our prayers, the starting point is that our covenant God, he loves to bless us. He loves to bless our care and our labor and the gifts that he gives to us. And he loves to, as we read in Proverbs 3, to pour down blessing upon us. Or in Malachi, to fill our barns. God is not stingy. And that's good for the church because he is the only fountain of all good. We need his blessing in order to have our bodily needs. And our confession also makes it clear that the word give, give us this day our daily bread, that's not a request that God just hand stuff over to lazy people. He's, he's generous, he, he loves to bless us, but he doesn't just, we're not asking him, Lord, we don't want to do anything. Just give us everything. As our confession makes clear, we understand that it is part of our mission to develop the creation that God has made with our work, to be good stewards of our possessions, to seek to use the gifts that we receive for the glory of God. And in the fourth petition, we pray that God will help each one of us to find a vocation, a calling that allows us to provide for our bodily needs. Use our care, use our labor, oh Lord, that we are able to also glorify you with our bodies. And then we recognize an important task of the deacons in the congregation, the ministry of, of mercy. They're useful instruments in God's hand as they assist the members of this congregation to, to find such employment. Only God can grant us work when we need it, and only God can bless our careful stewardship. And we pray to him because we realize that he also uses each one of us to answer the prayers of those who are in need. Our Lord Jesus taught us how 
God answers our prayer for bodily needs. When he taught us to use these words, he said, when you pray, pray, give us this day our daily bread. There's no me when it comes to financial blessings. The spirit of Christ within us makes us desire that everyone who calls God our Father may have the daily bread they need for each day to glorify him. The fourth petition is a, a community petition, a congregation, a church petition. I cannot pray, give us this day our daily bread with any level of sincerity while I am living like the rich man beside Lazarus who is begging at his door. That's the reference to the parable that our Lord Jesus taught in Luke 16. Notice the, the nearness, the proximity, the opportunity was there, but the rich man, he, he didn't, didn't care. Part of the fourth petition is praying that God will bless the work of the deacons so that they may not only ensure that we are giving to one another, that promoting the communion of the saints, we pray for the deacons in this work, but also that they are making us aware of the opportunities that are available to us as a congregation. So there's no excuse for, for ignorance. We as a congregation are busy looking to see where are their brothers, where are people in need. Led by the Holy Spirit, we will want to do what our Lord commands in Proverbs 3, verse 9, to honor the Lord with our, our wealth and with the first fruits of our labor. And to do, as we read in Malachi 3, verse 10, we, we desire to bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house until, says our Lord, until there is no more need. Oh, Father, we pray, lead us as a community, as an assembly of believers to assist one another so that we all can glorify your name with our redeemed bodies, souls, and minds. Grant that the deacons have sufficient means to fulfill their task in this congregation, but also in the community and in the world. And this dependence on God, this absolute trust in, in him as the only fountain as, uh, of all good, that dependence on God comes into our hearts from the Holy Spirit. It is a, a, hum, a, a humble attitude. But it also applies to trusting that God knows what we need. Often we pray with a specific goal, a specific plan in mind, a, a picture of what we, we need to do in his kingdom. We could see ourselves doing that, those things, and we, we pray, Lord, this is what I, what I need. And it's good to have vision and to have goals, but we do always pray in humility, remembering that ultimately it is God who decides what he would have us to do. And he shows us this also by what he provides for us. 
in the fourth petition. We ask the Lord to give us a, a humble and submissive spirit as we encounter exactly what he has decided to give to us. We can say the same thing with some, some questions. How, how do you react when God decides that your body does not need to be perfectly healthy for you to serve in his kingdom? We often have a vision of, of health and energy and, and doing a lot of things, but in God's provision, that's not part of what he has given to us. How do we react? Is it a bitterness? Is it an anger? Or is it that humble, submissive spirit, Lord, looking at what you have given to me, I know how I can serve you. How do you react, for example, when you notice that in his infinite wisdom, God has given struggles to you in your life, in your relationships? Or are you able to to recognize also the hand of God who's showing you the, the possibilities in your lives when, when he has not granted you the financial means to purchase that house that you, you really have your eye on or that car, or especially thinking of a lot of the, the young people, that, that phone that everybody else has or those shoes that would just be perfect to glorify God in, in this sport or, or that sport. How do we react when we see what we have the means to do? Are we able to recognize that God will still use your body, your soul, and your spirit for his glorious purpose, even if it is not at the level that you want it to be at? That's the spirit of the, the, the Christian led by the spirit praying the fourth petition. Give us this day our daily bread. And as we see what we get, we know, well, that's my daily bread. Those are the bodily needs that I have to fulfill the purpose that God has set for me. So we remain always submissive to God's plan for our lives. Lord, Father in heaven, our Father, we trust you completely. We need your blessing. Give us this day our daily bread and help me to understand how to wisely use the daily bread that you have given to me. We want to walk with you, Father, in our bodies that you have given to us today and forevermore. Please give us what we need to do this. And so we pray the fourth petition. Amen.